This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. have their cell phones turned off because we're getting a lot of interference. Thank you. 
Blood moving. Right. <clears throat> All right. In the name of God the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. grace and peace to you from God. Let us pray. God of captives and pilgrims, you brought your people home from despair and gave them a land of freedom and plenty. Look, on mercy, look in mercy on us, your servants. Deliver us from the prison of selfishness and sin and bring us home to justice, sharing, and compassion. The realm you promised all the world in Jesus Christ the Savior. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins. Merciful God, we have sinned in what we have thought and said, in the wrong we have done and the good we have not done. We have sinned in ignorance. We have sinned in weakness. We have sinned through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry. We repent and turn to you. Forgive us for our Savior Christ's sake and renew our lives for the glory of your name. Amen. Amen. Through the cross of Christ. God have mercy on you, pardon you, and set you free. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. God strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal. Amen. All right, be seated, please. A reading from the book of Judges. The, is, uh, the Israelites again did what was civil in the sights of the Lord after Ehud died. So the Lord sold them into the hand of King Jabin of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help, for he had nine hundred chariots of iron, and had oppressed the Israelites cruelly twenty years. At that time Deborah, a prophetless wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel. She used to sit in under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites came up to her for judgment. Uh, and she sent and summoned Barak, son of uh, Benoram, uh, from Kedesh and Naphtali, uh, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take position at Mount Tabor, bringing 10,000 from the Tabe of Naphtali, Sierra, the general of Jabin's army, to meet you by the Wadi Kishon with his chariots and his troops, and I will give him into your hand the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. Now concerning the times of the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, when they say there is peace and security. Then sudden destruction will come upon them, as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness. For that day to surprise you, like a thief... Oh, hold on. <laughs> My apologies. There is peace and security, and a sudden destruction will come upon them, as labor has come upon a pregnant woman, woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness, for that day to surprise you like a thief, for you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So let us keep awake and be sober, for those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet of hope of salvation, for God has destined us not for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live with him, therefore encouraging one another and build up each other, 
as indeed you are doing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise as you are able. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. For it is as if a man, going on a journey, summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once and traded with them and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents uh, came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. See, I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a, in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward, saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents, and see, I have made two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had re received the one talent also came forward, saying, Master, I, I, knew, uh, I, know, I knew that you were a harsh man, uh, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not uh, scatter seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what, what is yours. But his master replied, You wicked and lazy slave. You knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I did not scatter. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have received what was my own interest, my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents, for to all those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. From, uh, but from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for the worthless slave... Throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the word, the light. Be seated, please. So I say good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I would like to weave together three passages of scripture. 
The first one is Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 through 16. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. And let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights. The greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God has been looking at a universe that is incomplete. There are no seasons, no day, no night, no meaningful measure of time. So God says, I will make lights in the expanse of the heavens. And God brings order out of darkness by creating the sun and the moon. Now there is day and night, summer, winter, spring and fall. But imagine what it would be like if somehow God had made the sun and moon with the same freedom to choose that he gave us. What if the sun could say, I don't think I'll shine. It's my choice either to shine or not to shine. Therefore, I choose not to shine. There would have been chaos with no energy giving rays coming from the sun. The earth would turn barren and cold and life as we know it would never have existed. Now the moon. The moon isn't nearly as impressive as the sun, but what if the moon decided not to shine? We'd have no full moon or blue moon or harvest moon to write songs about. Actually, we need the moon. Its gravitational pull on our environment, on our oceans, and on our planet, our plant life is absolutely essential for the maintenance of life. Did you notice the last five words of this scripture? He also made the stars. We don't even know all the ways the stars affect us. One benefit, of course, is to remind us of our, sm our own smallness. To stand out on a starlit night and look at the great expanse of stars reminds us that there are worlds and planets beyond our ability to detect or even understand. God's universe is far greater than our tiny little planet. So the author of Genesis wrote, God made three lights, a greater light, a lesser light, and he made the stars also. Which one is more important than the others? How do we judge? They are each very important in their own ways. Then in the fifth chapter of Matthew, beginning with verse 14, in the midst of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about light. Listen to his words. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a, on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Jesus is speaking to average people and he says, you are the light of the world, so don't hide your light. Let your light shine so that others will benefit from it and glorify your Father in heaven. Then in the 25th chapter of Matthew, Jesus tells the very familiar parable of the talents. You know the story. In the parable, the master is about to leave on a journey and he calls three of his servants. He entrusts five talents, $5,000, to one of them, two talents or $2,000 to the second, and one thousand or one talent to the third. And Jesus tells us that he gave to each according to his ability. Then he goes away on his journey. Well, then when he returns, uh, he asks for an accounting. The one who received five talents had invested them and gained five more. The master tells him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The same thing happened with the man who received two talents. He invested them and gained two more. And he receives exactly the same words of praise from the master. Now I want you to notice that the master didn't give more honor to the man who had gained five talents than he did to the man who had gained two. They were both greatly praised. The man who had been given one talent, however, had buried it in the ground and we find his account beginning in verse 24. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I, know, I, knew, that you, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, 
then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with, with interest. Take the talent from, from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has, uh, who has will be given more, and he uh, will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what, he has, even what he does have will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside in the darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I really don't know if God intended for us to weave all three of these passages of Scripture together, but I do think there is one basic thought common to all three, and that thought is this. Whether you are a sun, moon, star, or a five-talent, two-talent, or one-talent person, a lamp or a candle on the stand, you are important. You have a job to do that only you can do, and God expects you to let your light shine. Now, with that said... Let's look more carefully at the parable of the talents. The five-talent person. Who are five-talent people? They are achievers. They are get-things-done people who are always out leading and deciding what needs to be done next. Looking at Scripture, we think of Abraham, Moses, Elijah, David, the Apostle Paul, John, and Peter as five-talent people. But were they five-talent people to begin with? It doesn't seem like it. Maybe David and Paul were, but probably not the rest. God takes an, an Abraham and makes him into a leader. God takes a Moses and makes him into a deliverer. And God takes a fisherman named Peter and makes him into a great preacher. Because they were willing to let the Lord direct their lives, he used them to accomplish great things. He took the raw material of their lives and multiplied their talents over and over again. Five-talent people today have a problem. They are usually in great demand. People want them because the old saying is true. If you want something done, find a busy person to do it. So others keep loading things on them, and the result is that the five-talent people have to decide what is really important, what has priority in their lives. The sad result is that there are five-talent people in business who aren't five-talent people in church, because church is not a priority to them. But what is most important? With eternity stretching before us, what little we have made here isn't going to count for much. Jesus says that the only thing that is really going to matter is the investment we have made in the kingdom of God. That is all that will endure forever and ever. Now here's something else to consider. If the five-talent person in the parable had only invested three talents, he still would have been doing more than anybody else. But that wouldn't have been good enough. God gave him five talents, and all five talents were to be used and invested in the kingdom. Because to whom much is given, much is expected in return. Okay, now two talent people. Then there are these two talent people. We can breathe a little easier uh, and feel more comfortable because we are down closer to the, to our, they're down closer to our level. In the Bible, maybe Andrew would be an example of a two-talent person. At least, he always seems to be playing second fiddle to Simon Peter. He must have gotten so tired of that. Because every time he is introduced, it is always Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. <laughs> second fiddle people aren't, aren't usually in the spotlight and don't do all the things that five-talent five people can do. But it is so important for, us to, for, uh, for them to keep their lights shining because... I believe it is two-talent people who make five-talent people look good. Soloists would not sound nearly as good without two-talent people harmonizing with them. If everybody was a soloist, you wouldn't have the parts blending together and, and harmonizing to make everything so full and beautiful. Two-talent people are important. Now here is the beautiful part. When you, have a two when you have two talents and you invest them in the kingdom of God, God makes them into four. The first thing you know, God is taking your two talents and he is multiplying them over and over again. By the way, what is the difference between a talent and a spiritual gift? Now, some define talent as the natural abilities that God gave you when you were born and spiritual gifts as the talents or abilities that God gives you when you find faith. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I would like to expand it just a little bit. I think spiritual gifts are converted talents, talents that have been given to the master, and the master enhances them 
into wonderful gifts to serve and glorify Him. Sometimes our two talents never really accomplish all the things that we want them to accomplish. But the church would not be the church without two talent people who are willing to give them back to God and let God bless them and use them and multiply them many times over. Now down to one talent people. Well, here we are with one talent. Immediately someone says, Preacher, I am a one talent person. What in the world can a one, one talent person do? Well, when I think of one talent people, I think of the, the widow who had only a mite to give Jesus, to give. And Jesus stood back and watched her as she dropped her tiny coin in the offering. And he pointed her out as an example and said, her gift is the greatest of all because she has given all she has. I think of the leper who was healed with nine others. He didn't have a great insight into the things of God. The only thing he could really do was come back and tell the master, thank you for healing me. I think also of the blind man who received his sight and then was called in front of the Sanhedrin to give an explanation of what had happened. He couldn't explain how Jesus had healed him. He simply said, all I know is that once I was blind, but now I can see. One talent people can do tremendous things when what they have is given to God and God takes and blesses and multiplies. I don't like the end of the story of the talents. The master says, take the one talent away from the lazy and the slothful servant and give it to the one who already has 10. Now he has 11. Then Jesus says, for everyone who has will be given more and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, I may not understand everything about this parable, but I do understand this. If we don't use what God has given us, then we won't have it for very long. And one day we will receive in proportion to how we have invested what God has given to us. Everybody get that? I like to look at the stars. I've never looked at the stars through a giant telescope, but I understand that when you do, you see beauty and color and brilliance and symmetry beyond imagination. The stars are much more than just twinkling little lights. And when God looks into our faces, he sees potential beyond our imagination. I'm convinced of that. In every person's eyes, he sees lights that can shine with a brilliance that will let the world know that God is love. Telemachus, a little fourth century Christian monk, lived in a remote village, tending his garden and spending much of his time in prayer. One day he thought he heard the voice of God telling him to go to Rome. So he obeyed, setting out on foot. Weary weeks later, he arrived in Rome at the time of a great festival. He had never been to a large city, much less a city of the size of an grandeur of Rome. The little monk followed the crowd surging down the streets into the Colosseum. He saw the gladiators stand before the emperor and heard them say, we who are about to die salute you. Then he realized that these men were going to fight to the death for the entertainment of the crowd. He cried out, in the name of Christ, stop. But nobody listened. And the games began. He pushed his way through the crowd, climbed over the wall, and dropped on the floor of the arena. When the crowd saw this tiny figure rushing to the gladiators and crying, in the name of Christ, stop. They thought it was part of the show and began laughing. When they realized it wasn't, the laughter turned to anger. As he was pleading with the gladiators to stop, one of them plunged a sword into his body. He fell to the sand. As he was dying, his last words were, in the name of Christ, stop. Then a strange thing happened. The gladiators stood looking at the tiny figure lying there. A hush fell over the Colosseum. Way up in the upper rows, a man stood up and made his way to the exit. Others began to follow. In dead silence, everyone left the Colosseum. The year was AD 391. And that was the last battle to the death between gladiators in the Roman Colosseum. Never again in the great stadium did men kill each other for the entertainment of the crowd. All because of one tiny voice that could hardly be heard above the uproar. One voice 
one life that spoke up in the name of Christ. So what about us? What about you? Whether you are a sun, a moon, a star, or a five-talent, two-talent, or one-talent person, a lamp or a candle on a stand, you are important. You have a job to do that only you can do. And God expects you to let your light shine. So I ask again, what about you? Amen. Friends in Christ, God invites us to hold the needs of our sisters and brothers as dear to us as our own needs. Loving our neighbors as ourselves, we offer our thanksgivings and our petitions on behalf of the church and the world. For the church, that we may be aware of the gifts of faith, time, and opportunity that God has entrusted to us, be good stewards of these gifts and diligently utilize them in the service of God and our neighbor. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Slow it down just a little bit, Kim. Try to run over your words. Slow down. For freedom from fear, that God will free us from paralyzing fear and help us to trust God's faithfulness and love as we live life each day. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For parents, that God will give them strength and patience as they guide and nurture their children through the challenges of the pandemic. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are facing an end to a relationship, to employment, to good health, or to independent living, that God may give them hope and lead them through the pain and confusion of the adjustments that are required. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are seeking employment, that God will lead them to opportunities to use their gifts and talents in life-giving and productive ways. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all spouses and engaged couples, that they may recognize the gift that they are to one another, and continue to grow in their dedication and love. We pray Lord, to the Lord. I'm sorry. Right. <coughs> we pray to the Lord again. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are facing responsibilities that seem overwhelming, that God will give them courage, help them to see the small steps they need to take, and deepen their trust in God who is always with them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For healing, that our nation may turn from adversarial conflicts and allow God to show us ways to work together to promote the common good. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are ill, especially for Molly and Jim Phelan, that God will heal them in body, mind, and spirit, restore them so that they can be a blessing to others, and share fully in the life of the community. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, that their souls be at peace in his eternal embrace, and that those left behind will receive the blessing of our Father's presence to comfort them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We bring to you all our personal intercessions in the silence of our thoughts. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Hear our prayers, God of power, and through the ministry of your Son, free us from the grip of the tomb. Do we desire you as the, as the fullness of life and proclaim your saving deeds to all the world. Amen. Amen. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. We give thanks for all we have received, O oh God, gifts of love and time, money and abilities. Into these bowls and into this place, we turn a portion of these gifts. Bless those who receive them just as we are blessed in the act of sharing them. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>
your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands, and become for us the bread of life. Now in these moments of gratitude, we would offer you a portion of all which you have given to us, gracious God. We do so trusting that you will take them, multiplying them in your kingdom, so all might be blessed by your love, your peace, and your hope. Amen. I'll rise, please. May the God of promises be with you. Rejoice in the one who surprises us as people of God. We lift our hearts to God who brings us salvation. Children of God, join in glad song to the giver of mercy. Our voices join in praise to the God of love and hope. When you had enough, when you had had enough chaos, covenant God, you cried out in love and creation, burst forth from, uh, burst forth in joy. You shaped us into images of you, that we might be children of light. But we were drawn into the shadowy life of sin and death. You sent people like Deborah to call us back into your light, but we were scornful of their words. Then you sent Jesus, who came to fill us with your love and hope. So with servants and sinners. With judges and those who endure just injustice, we lift our voices, our hearts, our eyes, singing to the one enthroned on our hopes. Holy, holy, holy are you, God enthroned in the heavens. All creation looks to the hand of the Creator, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who walks the dusty paths of, of earth, Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, God of wonder, and blessed is Jesus Christ our Lord. When the proud hurled their contempt at him, he humbly knelt to serve them. When friends urged him to pay, play it safe, he crawled out onto faith's limb, trusting it would hold him. When death wrapped him in its cold shadows, he burst forth into the light of resurrection joy, that we might live in the kingdom with you. As we remember his mercy and hope, as we celebrate the feast he has prepared, we speak of that mystery we call faith. Christ died on the dead day of shadowed hearts. Christ was raised on that day when death was surprised by love. Christ will come to us on that day of light and love. Be seated, please. Your grace showers, upon, showers down upon the seeds you have planted. Your hope warms the harvest planted in our hearts. As the Spirit gathers your gifts and prepares them for your table, make us ready to receive them with joy and gratitude. As you send us forth to serve your people, may our faith and love be transformed into winter coats we can give to the homeless. May our hope become the meals we fix for the hungry. From the night that he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. I wonder if you're going to notice it. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. 
And when that long-awaited day comes, when all times and seasons have ended, we will gather at your feast, joining our voices with our sisters and our brothers as we sing to you through all eternity, God and community, holy in one. Amen. Let us rise and pray the way that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not let us fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Graciously grant this humble church peace and unity if it is your will. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. With you. Let us offer each other a no contact sign of peace. I offer you peace. Peace be with you and peace be with you. you. Gentlemen, please turn to each other and offer each other a sign of peace. Peace be with you. Very good. Very good. Sometimes you just have to say it. Okay. Have a seat, please. As always, we celebrate com uh, communion in the way of Jesus Christ. All are welcome to share in the celebration. No one is excluded. We humbly thank our Lord Jesus Christ for this gift that we share today and pray it strengthens our bonds as Christians and as men and women for others. Amen. symbols of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, bring eternal life to us who receive it. May the receiving of the bread and cup of life, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. May the receiving, may the bread of life keep me safe for eternal life. life keep me safe for eternal life Food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart. It has been given us, given to us in time, may be our healing for eternity.
his piece for communion. This was the best. Let us pray. God of the covenant, even when we fall into sin, your spirit invites us to remember that you chose us to be your servant people. Awaken us to the power and gifts you pour into us for the good of creation, and grant that we may be trustworthy in all things, producing abundantly as we work to build your realm. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, be seated for everybody's favorite part of the service. Anybody? The announcements. The announcements. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. Pray at DallasVLC.com. Pray at DallasVLC.com. That's an email address. You use that when you want to uh, give us a request for prayer. When you request your prayers to be said here with us, we pray every day here at Dallas, Dallas Universal Life Church. So you can choose to have us say your prayers during our daily prayers, or you can ask that our prayer, your prayers be said uh, in public with the congregation on Sundays. Um, you can always remain anonymous, or you can give us your name. It's up to you, whether it's on Sunday or during the week. Pray at DallasULC.com. Perfect place for you to go if you have a request for prayer. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. I've got another email address for you folks. That one is going to be feedback at DallasULC.com. Feedback at DallasULC.com. I'm sorry, my head was in the way there. Okay? Feedback at DallasULC.com. You have a compliment, concern, suggestion, or complaint, we want to hear from you. Feedback at DallasULC.com. You know, you can make a difference. 
We are an all-volunteer church, and we rely on donations to make our church work. It's what keeps it running. And it's been rough lately with the COVID thing and with the, the uncertainty of our government and, and all of the things going on, the loss of jobs and whatnot. And uh, we're feeling it too, and we know you are too. But if you could find it in your heart to send us anything at all, a penny, a nickel, a dime, a dollar, or more if you can, if you believe in what we're doing, if you like what you're hearing, if you see that our message is, is something worth getting out there, please consider making a donation to Dallas Universal Life Church. Um, you can make a difference with us, and it's the only way we keep the lights on. You're it. You people out there, you people in here, that's it. You're the only ones helping us keep the lights on. And right now, we're not doing a very good job of it. If you take it with you, we'd love to have it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one way to look at it, yeah. <laughs> we, we'd love to have it to use it and give it away and, and continue our ministry and, and continue to grow with us. And, and hopefully someday, you know, I won't have to be making these pleas anymore. <laughs> um, let's hope. So. Uh, to donate, go to DallasULC.com and click on giving. DallasULC.com, click on giving. A completely secure site, and we are, of course, fully tax deductible. Okay. Another way you can make a difference. Hey, there's people out there that come to me all the time and say, Bishop, I, I want to tithe. I want to be part of the church. I, I want to make a difference. But I don't have any money. Well, I don't have any money either. You just do what I do. You volunteer. Okay. Uh, you can go to DallasULC.com slash volunteer. Okay. There's a list of all of the positions we have available, and there's a lot of them. If you don't find what you like there, come on in anyway. Come call, contact me anyway. I'm sure that we can find something for you to do here. Or heck, you probably have some ideas for us as well as what would be good, what you could do, what your talents would be here. We would love to have you. And it's a great way to get involved in the church, especially if you're new. If you're getting started, you meet new people. It's a great way to, to really get yourself in, into the, the feel of the church. What about the Dallas talk show? Well, we have that right here. That's what we do with the, at the round table. True. We're not talking about new event, new things to do. We're talking about taking care of what we have. Because that's what we've got to work on, taking care of all this stuff we have. Because right now it's going on one or two people, right? For the most part. I mean, there's some people that come in part-time. But for the most part, it's, it's on one or two people to get this thing going and keep it going. And that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Because I'm, you know, I'm not the easiest person to work for. You know that. But it's only because I strive for perfection. I really want things to... to I, I care about this so much that I want to get it out there. And I, I, I you know... We all go through the ringer, ringer together. We all go through the, through the gutter sometimes and to get to where we got to get. We'll get there. God willing. Sorry. If you want to start a talk show, go start your talk show. But, you know, I, I don't know what you would talk about more than we talk about at the round table, Gavin. Huh? You, Jared, Bobby, me. Okay. We'll work on that later. That's crazy. Some ideas you're coming up with, I, I, we'll definitely talk about it later. That's something we can talk about personally, okay? All right. Moving along. Hey, did you know we had a podcast... Did you know we had a podcast? We have a podcast? We have a podcast. We have over 10,000 listens on our podcast, by the way. Thank you very much. Impressive. For a, such a small community that we are, uh, to be able to get out worldwide the way we are. You know, we're not just in the United States. We're all over the world. And, uh, in fact, our second... United States, of course, is most of what listens to us. But our second is uh, France. France is the second on the list. Um, I thought it was like a South African... African. I'm sorry? I thought it was like an African... No, nope. no, nope. Fra yeah, France, cool. France is number two. Very cool. It's at less than five percent, but it's it's number two. Yeah, right. And there's one, right? a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, bunch under that have you know, one or two listens. I'm sorry, what? The Spain number one. Okay. Of of what? No, it's USA. Uh, of of what? Of the podcast. No, U.S. I just said that it's it's USA and then France. France is number is right behind the United States as far as listening goes. It's about ninety five percent United States and less than you know two percent of France. And then less than a half a percent of everybody else. Yeah. And we've got like 30 different countries that are listening. So, you know, hey, I'll take it all. Absolutely. I'll take it all. If our message is getting out there, I'm, just, I'm ecstatic that it's getting out there. It amazes me today still that we have a podcast and it can go all over the world like that. And my voice and your voice and our message is being heard everywhere that people will listen. We just have to get them to listen. Okay. So if you want to check out our podcast, it's very, very simple. All you have to do is go to your favorite search provider and go to your path. Your path with Bishop Mark. Type in your path with Bishop Mark. It'll take you directly to our, our uh, podcast. Or if you want to go that way, you want to go through one of the, the providers out there, that's very easy too. You can go to Anchor, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, CastBox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and TuneIn. There are others beside this as well that carry us. These are the major ones that, that we know about. So if you have any other one out there, let us know. But... They're all great. They're all very, very good, very um, uh, sound uh, companies out there 
that are, are, are broadcasting us, and they broadcast us for free, guys. So thank you to them for that. All right, moving on. So what's coming up in a little over a week and a half? Thanksgiving. What do you think? Easter. Easter. No, not that. What's coming up in a week and a half? Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving. Yep. I have nobody that signed up to bring food yet. I think we're going to bring You said you were going to bring... You weren't really sure yet. We're working on that. Tim's the closest. He's still undecided, but at least he came to me. Just put me on the automatic yes list. The, yeah, automatic yes is great, but what are you going to bring for food? It's a potluck. Mm -hmm. You know what potluck means? It means you actually have to cook food. It means everybody brings a dish, and, and they share it. It's kind of an, it's, it's a great way to do, do dinners. That way you're not getting the same thing, and you know, somebody else is cooking, try other people's dishes, and earn, earn, new, earn new recipes, okay? We've done it every year that we've been to church. Every year that we've been to church, we've had a potluck on, on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And we have a smaller meal, you know, on, on, on Christmas. But if you want to do this potluck this year, and you want to participate right after service and come and eat with us, you need to bring a dish. Something. Come see me. Let's talk about it. If you have some problems financially, I can work on that. We can work with that. You can bring paper plates or something. You can come up with a couple bucks. Guys, you're very resourceful. I know you can come up with a couple bucks. But you have to talk to me about it and let me know. We need to know what you're going to bring. Because I don't want everybody bringing a bunch of candy yams. I love candy yams, but I don't love them that much. Okay? All right. So Thanksgiving is November the 26th. Now, this, the regular schedule for church doesn't change. That Sunday before and that Sunday after are still 3 o'clock p.m. If we can make it on time for once. 3 p.m. on those Sundays. Thanksgiving is on Thursday like it is every year. Thanksgiving is November the 26th this year. Today is what? What's the date today? 15th. The 15th. So how many days is that? 11. 11 days. Okay. November 26th. At 5.30 p.m. Please mark this in your heads. Put it down as a mental note. It's not 3 o'clock. It's 5.30. We have service and roundtable. The reason that I move it to 5.30 on, on Christmas, on uh, Thanksgiving and on Christmas is because a lot of people do have family still here in, in, in town or they go out of town to see their family. They drive here to Austin or wherever. <clears throat> I want to give them a chance to do that and still be able to participate in church here. So go enjoy your time with your family. Go have, go have dinner or lunch with them and enjoy that. Go to church with them if you want to. Bring them to our church if you want to afterwards. Come and have dinner with us. It's a great potluck. Good um, video. Fine. <laughs> 5.30 p.m., I doubt anybody's going to want karaoke after after that, that honey-baked ham it gets here. I'm telling you, you're going to be so full, you're not going to want to sing. 5.30 p.m., service and roundtable. Okay, after that, at approximately 7.30, okay, we will have Thanksgiving potluck, and we'll be picking out, because I'm going to be hungry. I have a feeling this year I'm not going to get any invites for anywhere else. <laughs> that's, that's kind of sad and kind of funny at the same time, I guess. All right, so 7.30 p.m., Thanksgiving potluck. Please come see me and tell me what you're bringing. Let's discuss it. We gotta discuss it. Okay, discuss it. Oh, see, there it is. Please tell me what you're bringing. <laughs> All right, guys, here it is. Recording, Tim. This has stopped recording. Can you come turn it back on? I don't know how, I guess we didn't get any of the dish part. That's right. Okay, have a seat. Alright, so there's going to be a little probably discrepancy in our sound. Please stop doing that. There's no drinks allowed in church. Just wait until we're done, please. Thank you. I apologize. We just uh, had a little sound problem. We've had a couple of glitches today with our equipment. Um, we actually reached the limit on our sound. We were running a little too long. So we just restarted again. Hopefully it sounds better for you now. I apologize for that. We're going to finish up here and um, hopefully not wear this equipment not much anymore. Anyway, wash your hands. COVID is spiking again. It's it's the worst. In fact, it is the worst it has ever been in our, in our country right now. The, the rate of, of, of people getting this disease is phenomenal. It's ridiculous. Wash your hands. Do not 
share food and soda with each other. Do not share cigarettes with each other. Do not get so close to each other that you can feel each other's breath. Look, this is a matter of life and death, not necessarily yours, but that old woman that you get close to on the bus who dies because you had COVID on you and you gave it to her. And you're fine. Think about that, not just yourselves on this. I'm, I'm really getting upset about this, guys, because I see you guys do it too. We're all, we're all human. We're not perfect. We don't always wash our hands. We sometimes forget. But damn it, it happens too often. Wash your hands. Do not share anything with anybody. Please. Okay. A kind word? A kind word from afar is great. Okay. With your masks on and we're six feet away. Okay. Look, and I'm going to be a real stickler at Thanksgiving too. We may have a little more people, a few more people here. So it's going to be... We're going to open up the back room. We're going to spread everything out. And there's people are going to stay away from each other. We're not going to do this, you know. I'm not going to be the cause of the spreading. I'm trying to help people. You know what I'm saying? All right, let's move along. I think that does it for today. Now that I've got all my temper all worked up. See what y'all did? All right. Don't forget to come see me for Thanksgiving. I need to know what you're bringing. Let us uh, go ahead and rise for our dismissal, please. Go forth to be God's faithful servants. Do not hide your gifts, but share them with everyone you meet. Go forth to be the followers of Jesus. Do not hold back your compassion, but offer it to all. Go forth to be the Spirit's hope and peace. Be the grace, the joy, the wonder others need in their lives. Amen. Amen. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve God. Amen. Amen. We go in the name of Christ. All right. Please rise as you are able. You're already reaching one. You know this song. <laughs>